0: This is the Man in a Room podcast. This is Man in a Room. It is a podcast, a podcast. You're listening to Man in a Room. Hello and thank you for joining me for this episode of Man in a Room. How's it going? Things are going all right here, I suppose. Um, I'm, I'm getting a bit bored, if I'm honest. Sitting around watching TV is wearing a little bit thin. You never thought that would happen, but it does actually happen. You start going through the channels. and Because there's so much stuff that we can watch on demand now, we are spoiled for choice. Because we're spoiled for choice, we now sit there and thinking, there's probably something better I can find here. And so you don't really pay much attention to it. And this happened to me earlier in the week um so basically i was trying to find something to watch and i was like okay so what i fancy watching there's always oh, a documentary on netflix here about the you know about aardman animation studios you know the people who made wallace and gromit and like chicken run and those creature comfort adverts if you live in england and all this kind of stuff you see this all this kind of stuff well that sounds, that sounds rather quaint it's only for an hour and i thought oh there's a documentary about crack aardman animations or crack Obviously, I went for Hardman Animations. No, I went for the crack one. It was funny because I was reading the the thing. So basically, they have these little warnings now on Netflix. And it's like, contains drug misuse. And I was like, well, I would have thought so. Uh, A documentary about crack probably does contain an element of drug misuse as a minimum. Yeah. And what I thought was very strange was the phrasing of drug misuse. Is there a use for drugs? I when I say dry, I don't mean like a paracetamol. I mean like proper crack. So I didn't know much about, uh, what well, I didn't know what crack was actually. I didn't know there was a difference between crack and cocaine. I had no idea. My mind is blown. And I now understand why Richard Pryor set fire to himself because he was trying to set fire to his cocaine to make it pure, to try and remove the salt and, and it, whilst he was doing it. He set fire to himself. Um but yeah, that's a. It's it's, it's very interesting. Very. Uh, I I would recommend it. It's a bit of a. It's a bit of a. What's the word? It's it's not a happy. It's not a happy documentary. It's very eye opening, but it's not it's not a happy thing to watch. But it was interesting nonetheless. A lot of the things that you hear about, all that kind of thing, uh, was in that. So, um, yeah. I also uh, thought I'd watch some films. Thought I'd watch some films. Now, in the last episode, I think it was the last episode. I mentioned. Uh, about how I finally watched National Lampoon's Vacation. Now, the story of this is, I watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation at Christmas, and I really liked it. I thought that's actually really good. I quite like that. And then um, I was on Netflix, and there we are. There's National Lampoon's Vacation, the very first National Lampoon movie, and I watched it, and I was literally ruffling. I was rolling on the floor laughing, and uh, I was lamowing, and all that kind of stuff this is this is fantastic you've probably heard my enthusiasm in the last episode even the the little theme tune holiday road that one fantastic loved all that stuff and i was like really got into it thought, yes and i thought there's loads of these so I thought i looked them up and um you know i was looking around there's like national lampoon's european vacation for all don't like the sound of that one but let's have a little look and it was apparently the sequel so basically i watched it three one and then i started watching number two and i thought well number two must be good because they made a third one yeah it just makes perfect sense so i started watching it and like yeah the band the music holiday road oh, that song yeah I thought, yes we are back again to the national lampoon's vacation thing and i watched it and i was like oh there's a bit at the beginning i didn't particularly like um but basically there is the premise is that they go on some sort of game show where they're dressed as pigs and they have to go against a really smart uh, opposition and there's a creepy game show host who kisses the daughter and it's it's uh, the guy from the adams family i can't what the guy's name is now gomez from the adams family full-on french kisses this girl um but the thing is i don't know how old she is and it's really it was really creepy like it was it's supposed to be creepy anyway but it's even creepier now it's like oh i do not feel comfortable watching that uh the actor doing it is just a bit mm. uh, gomez come on come on mate and then, um, anyway, so basically we're on a trip to Europe and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, let's all go to England. And it's like, oh, yes, all oh, the steering wheel's on the wrong way. Oh, we're driving on the wrong side of the road. Oh, everyone's being really polite in England. Oh, isn't it a wacky place? Isn't it quaint? I really hate people people call England quaint. It's not quaint. Um, and I was watching this. And I, and I like, oh, there's there's Mel Smith from uh, Smith & Jones. Oh, there's Robbie Coltrane. That's Hagrid. Oh, look, there's Eric Idle from Monty Python. Oh look, there's Maureen Lipman. For all these, all these English comedians and actors, I thought, oh, this is this is uh, very strange. And then I uh, said, so Eric Idle from Monty Python was in it, and I was like, oh, okay, so he's obviously in it because of the whole Saturday Night Live stuff, and obviously Monty Python. And I was like, well, even his character was rubbish. After half an hour, I turned that off. I had to turn. I was so disappointed. I was looking forward to watching the sequel to National Lampoon's Vacation, and there we go. It was rubbish. And I just turned it off. I mean, it may it may get better, but it, it, there was too much damage done in the first half. A third of the film was raw, rubbish, in my opinion. It was absolutely garbage. And then, um, yes, yeah, so I'll just turn that off. I can't I'll also watch. Instead, I watched another documentary about, oh, The Social Dilemma. I recommend that as a documentary, actually, about how um, Facebook and Twitter, Facebook specifically, how they cater to keep our attention as best we can and they, if you, they basically said that if a product is free to use, you are the product. That's how it works. We're, we, you know, we may have connections with people, but they're trying to get us to buy things and stuff like that. And it's all very, very scary um, about how all these people in Silicon Valley are actually making decisions that are probably bigger than governmental decisions about how we are being treated on a psychological level and how ultimately we should just all delete Facebook. But it's one of those things that you tell people, and they like, say, oh, you sound a bit you sound a bit of a wacko. Oh, you sound one of those weirdos, those strange people who want to be off social media. I hate social media. I've said this for so long. I really don't like it. Um, but it's good for keeping in touch with my family and also promoting this, uh, even though it doesn't really work. Um but yeah, it's a good documentary. I'm on a massive documentary thing. I like the thing about, I've mentioned this before 100. percent Netflix documentaries are their own thing. They always have the the uh, the drone shots, the slow motion drone, the piano music, the slowed down piano music, and the you know all that kind of stuff. It's always the same thing. It's like it's a paint by numbers Netflix documentary kit that I'm sure that you get. I think when you get uh, like funded by Netflix, they give you a drone and some piano music to start your film. As well as a £500 grant um, to make your film. That's um, a reference there to Nathan Barley. No one ever watches that. If you watch Nathan Barley, well done. 10 points to Hufflepuff or Dumbledore, whatever it is. And uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I think it's time for a song. How about that? Yeah. So, this is a song here by a guy called Andrew Codeman. Good name. Or Codeman or codem ann we don't know and the song is called tired traveler on the way to home um yeah it's got a nice little jig to it so you know enjoy that uh details of the song can be found on the show notes and obviously on the man in a room website so here it is was uh, andrew codeman with tired traveler on the way to home and you know what it's time for now it's time for tarot and tea it's a beverage and divinity Ooh! so it's that time of the show where i do a tarot reading for one lucky person unknown person and i drink a cup of tea and review it so i give it shards shards a quick cuffle, the cards a quick shuffle and we'll see how it goes hang on a second oh blimey and right, lash up at this. You'd have thought after all this time I maybe would have been, been a bit better at shuffling cards, but we're wrong. Um, so today, this tea is uh, by, again, by T. Tea. Uh, thank you for that. And this is just simply plum. Plum. That's what it says, just plum. So let's have a try. them, Dribbled it down my beard. What a fool. Um doesn't taste very plummy. Um I mean it's nice, but it doesn't taste overtly plummy. I'd say it tastes more like grape. If uh, if uh, obviously just my own personal opinion, yeah. Um but Yeah, still still very pleasant. Let's pop not it? Down there. Uh so thank you Blowin Teas for sending me that. Anyway, um, so the way the tarot bit is going to work, we are going to draw three cards, and then I'm going to say, and I'm going to interpret them. So if if the past rings a bell, and then the present rings a bell, ooh, that's for me or my friend. Or it could be, uh, you know, whatever. And then the future card is like, oh, this is what you could avoid. So the first card we have got here, the Eight of Cups. There's a man here, leaving behind. Eight cups. Unsurprisingly, he's walking away. He's got his stick and he's walking up a hill. And there's two moons. So um, I would assume that means if you had to be away for two nights, and uh, you had to go on a treacherous trail in a red cloak, this one could be for you. So there's a two no- two nights away. Um, we don't know where that could be. Could be anywhere. Up a hill. Or a, a challenge of two knights away. Um, then we got here the uh, four of pentacles. There's a, a very short chap here with a... It appears to be some sort of king. He's got very short legs. And always sitting down, we don't know. And he's got two pentacles his shoes, one on his head. And he's just holding one up. And I'm like, yeah, look at my pentacles, man. And um, so basically it's like... I've surrounded myself, you know. I've surrounded. You've, if you've you've been away for two nights, and now you're surrounding yourself by things, and you're like, you're not overly happy about what you've got. Uh, you've got the new shoes and the new hat, and you have got the new wristwatch, but you, it doesn't fulfil you. Um, you know, you that makes sense. I think, yeah. Two nights away, buying yourself new stuff, um, and you just don't feel happy. And then you have got here the two of cups. So the cups come back again. And there's two people meeting here under what appears to be a lion's head with some wings emanating from the tip um, of its head. Uh, and, uh, yes, it's the two people basically just socially distanced, drinking cups and just chatting. So maybe you catch up with a friend in the future and uh, all will be well. We don't know. Uh, a flying lion's head doesn't really come up very often in uh, in life, but maybe we could say a lion is brave. So maybe some bravery, you'll overcome, you'll be brave, and you'll meet up with someone. There you go. How about that? Anyway, this has been Tarot and Tea. It's a beverage and divinity. Ah. Anyway, I'll be back after this very short break. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at maninaroom.co.uk. Now, I don't think I'm alone in this, but I always seem to cross paths with the same person. Now, when I think about life on a sort of philosophical level, we're all on a path and occasionally, our paths will cross. Like you go to a shop and you'll see someone. You may never see that person ever again. You go on a bus, there's a person, you have a little conversation with them, you'll never see that person again. And you never think of them ever, just, just one of those things that happens. Paths cross and that's it. But it's really weird because there's a path that keeps crossing with mine continually for the last five or so years. And it's really, really odd. So I moved to a house um, Well, five years ago and down this terrace there was someone who lived a couple of doors down and his name was chris and uh you may wonder why i know that uh well it's because our paths continually kept crossing bearing in mind that i've moved house and all that kind of stuff let me explain so i used to work uh down uh, down the road from where i lived and every time i would leave he would always be there leaving at the same time as me. It's like, oh, there he is, hi, you know, and uh, always walking down the same way. And I used to get to a point where I used to try to make sure that I'd leave a little bit early so I can get in front of him because he always walked very, very slowly and I'd have to overtake him. And so I used to start thinking, right, I've got to try and speed up my walking or leave a little bit early to try and beat him. And I think he had the same thought, and so no matter what, I'd always get stuck behind him, which is one of those things, right? Fair enough. And then um, I think I joined some sort of, I don't even go into what club it was, but there was a, a like a, a weekly meet-up thing. And, oh, look, there he is. That's how I found out what his name was. His name was Chris. And I was like, oh, that's that dude who lives down the road from me. I didn't talk to him in this club slash group. I didn't speak to him uh, at any point. I just, it just never really happened. I, I thought we'd have never been in common apart from this club, but even so so um he then eventually left the club and i moved house and it was fine i thought oh great i'll never see this guy again it's just one of those things that'd be really annoying and i went to the nearest city one day and that's a good hour on a bus away that is and uh you know i was having a nice day and all that kind of stuff i thought oh, that. he's, he's he's bloody here again he's there it's weird on the what what are the chances of me and him thinking on the same day to be in the same place at the same time right i thought what are the odds of that so i thought right whatever Uh, as it was time to get home to go on a bus get to the bus stop who's at the bus stop trying to get the same bus as me you guessed it chris and uh i thought good so that's still happening that's still a thing isn't it and literally every time i go to the shop every time i go anywhere because apparently he's also moved house very nearby to me and our paths continually crossing and it's like for goodness sake what are the, what what is going on i know i'm not getting stalked by the dude that'd be weird why would anybody decide to think i want to move house just so i can follow that a really attractive guy you wouldn't do that would you i'm the attractive guy not chris obviously as the guy that moved um first and it's like just really really weird and this just keeps happening. And today, right, I had to go to the supermarket. And as you're well aware, in the UK, we're in a national lockdown. So the chances of me bumping into Chris, like walking behind him on the way home from the supermarket, it's very slim. Not slim enough, apparently. Because, oh, look, there he is <laughs> with his carrier bag. Walking behind him. What's going on? Are we, like, are we like synced up? Because they do say that, uh, that when women work together or spend a lot of time together, their periods sync up. Are mine and his... Not, it's not the same periods, but are, are mine and his lives just synced up to the point where it's just really, really bizarre? You know, we've all got those people in our lives where we'll think, oh, I haven't heard from that person for a little while, and then ping, they send you a message, or like, their text message or something. It happens all the time um there's a few people in my life where i'm thinking you know in fact there's this one time me and my brother sent each other messages at the same time about the same thing because that's how in tune we are and this chris dude i never i've maybe had a one conversation with my in my entire life with him yeah you always see him wherever he goes there he is there he is yeah this happens to me uh, quite a bit actually there's this woman she's just been on her, on her bike because I'm a cyclist, you see, and I always get stuck behind this same woman. And then at one point, she didn't know that. Oh, she must have. She may have known. I don't know. But I parked my bike outside of a shop once, and she parked her bike on top of mine. Who does that? Who actually does that? Yeah? People are strange. Unless I'm the one here just overthinking it, you know? I don't think that he's following me around, and I don't think there's any sort of higher being here. Trying to give me a message about how I should be spending more time with Chris or that weird woman on the bike. That's probably not going to happen, is it? But, you know, it's just one of them things, really, isn't it? Just always a thing where people just... Yeah. But, yeah. Well, at least he's doing all right, I suppose. At least he's uh, out and about. He's, you know, doing stuff. So that's that's good, I suppose. Nice to check in with someone I've never spoken to. Well, I've spoken to him, like so very briefly. But, yeah. Uh, um probably listening to this right now hi chris how's it going uh yeah i'm the dude who ends up walking behind you on the way to work and always the one who always seems to be following me outside the supermarket but it's not in it's not maybe maybe i'm subconsciously trying to f- follow him around or something maybe that's what it is maybe i'm the freak yeah maybe i'm the weirdo maybe i'm the one who s- stands by the window looking out to see when he's coming along oh look there's chris no uh just a a bunch of series of coincidences and incidentals. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Anyway, I'm waffing on. Um, I'll be back again next week, I promise. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a song now play for you. The, so- the, the information about this song can be found on the show notes and also on the Man in the Room website. Uh, this is a song by someone calling themselves Captive Portal. And the song is called T-Shirts Silly Bus. That's right. T shirts, silly bus. Right, uh, until then, I will uh, speak to you soon. So uh, goodbye. we Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.